0: All right. Uh, hello, and welcome back to episode forty-three of the Sportsman podcast. I've uh, got a special guest, Jay Bush, NFL trainer, like we promised. Uh, I got to say again, man, we, we deeply appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, and I just uh, really what fascinated me about this is we actually had uh, one of your um, uh, one of your trainees come on the show. His name is Mikey Daniel. Solid guy, mm-hmm. trains hard. Um, and you know, something that I really just wanted to talk about was uh, you know something that maybe gets overlooked. Uh, No, actually, let's go go back a bit. Tell me about your journey to becoming an NFL trainer.
1: Okay, so um, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, uh, Conference USA School, not small, but not big either, not huge. Um, Got my degree in exercise science with the emphasis in human performance. Um, So I've I've always been around and have been learning about the human body and how it works, how it functions. Um, During my time at Southern Miss, I interned with the football and baseball programs. I also assisted with women's track. Um, so just learning, being around different athletes, I knew that was something I wanted to do. Um, after graduation, I worked at D one Jackson in Mississippi for two years. Um, during that time, I trained a lot of, um, collegiate, also, um, high school athletes, just getting used to training different people, of different realms. Um, also, during my time at D1 Jackson, I was um, head baseball coach, head baseball strength and conditioning coach, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. at Northwest Rankin High School. Um, I did that for two years. And in the of last year, 2019, um, a guy I had connected with at IMG Academy contacted me, um, wanted me to bring me in for uh, NFL Combine. Um, I moved away from Mississippi 11 hours away. Um, and moved to Bradenton, Florida, where IMG Academy is, and uh, did combine there, And pretty much the race is history, man.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. I, You know, it's just kind of funny. I, I just wanted to hear your side of it, because there's a lot of ways. You know, everybody's got a story, but it's really cool to hear other people's and how they got there and everything. <laughs> um, uh, can you just tell me, you know, something maybe that uh, this is something that maybe might get overlooked um, the NFL players or trainers, as far as their routines go, like not a lot of people. Uh, someone as fortunate as yourself gets to you know, be around NFL players, you know, their uh-huh. uh, their time and everything. Maybe what's something that gets overlooked that nobody gets to see?
1: Um, the the time away from the camera and away from the social media that is put in to make sure that these guys, their programs are on point, their nutrition is on point. Um, and then the weight room part is on point. I guess I would say the entire programming as a whole, a lot of people don't see that. They just see the finished product on the field. Or, like I said, on social media, nobody sees the hours that go into making sure every little detail, every little box is checked. Um, so I would say definitely programming is probably one of the most overlooked things as far as strength and conditioning and, and training in a whole because people don't see that, it. And it's for whatever reason, some people like to keep it confidential. Some people are, you know, don't mind broadcasting what they do and how they program stuff out. Um, I just think it's, 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 it's honestly a talent to be able to program a month, a week, a year out for athletes to make sure they peak at the right time. So I would definitely say programming is probably the most overlooked skill of a strength and conditioning coach at any
0: level. Awesome. Another thing that I've noticed or I've, that I've, I've heard is, uh, you know, I, I believe getting the your body right physically, about eighty percent of it is uh, nutrition and diet, and about you know, and and uh, excuse me, and getting the right amount of rest, and then actual training. Can you speak to how important uh, or maybe how difficult it is to train somebody that isn't necessarily on the right diet, um, uh, but has all the you know the physical tools?
1: Yeah, for sure. So one thing I learned at a long a long time ago through experience and through coaching is you can't out-train a bad diet. So you could be the most fluent person on the field, have all the attributes, um, but if you're not eating and putting the right fuel into your body, you're honestly wasting time because your body, of course, I mean, people say your body's like a car and you want to put in the best fuel for performance. Um, There's nothing wrong with having a a day where you eat pizza or something like that, but not it. Percent of the time, your diet needs to be on point, um, along with drinking a lot of water um, and just staying hydrated. Um, just staying away from those sugary drinks that may come off as you know healthy or for athletes. That's really not, man. Water and, and clean foods, a good protein, a good carb um, is what you need for performance, and that'll carry you. Uh, guys will understand it. I, I hate when guys understand it too late. But at the same time, it's never too late to start. Um, I just would like to see more nutrition be up on the front front. And I tell people all the time, I'm not a nutritionist, but I also I have taken some nutrition courses um, through school and just outside, just learning more about nutrition myself because a lot of athletes these days, you know, they want their personal chefs or stuff like that, which is fine, but make sure you're putting the right foods into your body for performance.
0: Mm-hmm um and also this next portion that we're going to kind of segue into uh into here is, is mental you know the mental part of the game physically training all that jazz um can you guys tend to kind of tell me the most important uh part of that process of getting mentally right uh and then also well definitely around this time with the with the COVID
1: 19 virus going on it's definitely um a difficult time for athletes because the uncertainty of you don't know when you're gonna start you don't know when you're gonna be able to go to the facility you don't know when you're gonna get a practice but I always say and it's one of the things I live by if you stay ready you don't have to get ready um so just making sure guys are, are watching film and reading the playbook so when you when the when the when the day is called where hey we're gonna start camp on this day you're prepared you're ready you're 10 steps ahead of everybody else on your team because you put in the work um as far as mental getting yourself prepared so i always ask athletes i train um in the off season. i say hey let's say for example today's well today's um thursday i would say hey could you go play a game tomorrow would you be in shape would you be prepared would you be ready and if that answer is no then you're not mentally or physically prepared for competition so you're not actually ready um so I would say definitely the mental aspect, just, just making sure you're in tune with your mind and your body is, the, is, is just as important as physical training or conditioning or the game itself. Um, because if your mindset's not right, if your mind's not in the right place, if you're not focused, then you can't be productive on the field.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, you know, and, and kind of uh, thank you for bringing up the COVID crisis. How has that kind of affected you? Like, not necessarily the players, but you guys, uh, trainers from a, like a planning perspective, just getting everything together.
1: Um, so I would say when it first started, I don't think anyone anticipated it would last this long. Um, so around in March when it first kind of start shutting things down a little bit, you know, people were saying, Hey, we may not be able to do things for a week and a week turned into a month, a month a month turned into two months, and now here we are in July versus something that happened in, you know, this COVID came around in February, March. Here we are four or five months later, and we're still trying to get to the point of having some certainty of when we would get back to a sense of normalcy, you know what I mean? So right now, it's just been kind of taking it honestly. I won't say one day at a time, but you don't want to say, hey, we're going to program this out for three weeks, but you may not have your guy there for three weeks, but y'all, so you don't want to program out, you know, one day at a time because it's not necessarily a program. Mm. It's just a workout. At that point, it's just workouts. You know what I mean? Um, So, just like I said, the uncertainty is is a powerful thing, Um, but you just always want to be, again, going back to what I said earlier, just always try to be proactive and catch things up front. Um, You never want to play catch-up because then you're behind. Um, So I would always say just trying to handle things up front, keeping the guys engaged, keeping them ready, And, you know, I tell people all the time, football season is going to come back around. Mm -hmm. It may not be what we're used to, but at some point you're going to play the game again. Um, And when you're going to go to camp and you're going to have, you know, meetings and stuff like that, when you get there, you want to be the most conditioned, the most physically fit, the most prepared mentally person on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something I live by. I want my guys to be prepared. For any situation that they step into, like I said, this situation is anything like something we've ever had before. But it's a learning situation for coaches, for players, for everybody to say, "Hey, we have to be, you know, proactive and, and handle things up front as best as we can
0: because we don't want to be playing catch up when it, when, when camp comes around." Hmm. Um, and that's interesting that you bring that up too. You know, and, and I think. You know, another thing that I think a lot of people forget is, you know, and I was at one point I was lucky enough to play college football, and I think the bi- the biggest thing for you know me and being around my teammates was, you know, making sure that everybody was comfortable around each other. um Has that has that kind of thrown a monkey wrench into things? You know, this whole COVID thing, or is that just kind of something that it just came along with it? Um, it's it's kind of out of everyone's control, you know
1: the. The leagues and you know conferences, whatever want to you know make rules for what they feel is safe, and I can completely understand that. Um, but at the same time, guys have to train somewhere, they have to work out, they have to run, they have to you know do all these things at some point. Um, so you can't just shut things down 100. percent But you just want to as a as a strength coach or a trainer, whatever, you just want to make sure you have the guys ready for when they go. Mm -hmm. Um, or whenever, like I said, whenever that time may be, um, it has, it has kind of slowed things down a little bit. Um, but it's also, you gotta look at the positive. It's giving me and other guys time to, you know, spend more time with family or, you know, even the players, they're giving them time to spend more time with their family before they go off for camp. So you just gotta look at the positives in, in any negative situation, um, and just try to make the best out of it.
0: Absolutely. Um. What about, as a trainer, obviously you're trying to get guys right, trying to get them as conditioned, strong, uh, both mentally and physically as possible. Right. What about with somebody that maybe experienced an injury? How would you, you know, kind of handle that situation? Because uh, uh, it could be anything from a catastrophic injury to something that this, you know, a pulled hamstring that's just lingering. How would you handle that situation? Um, Coming off of COVID or just in general? Uh, just like a, like a torn ACL, you know, like, a, like a, an actual like a sports-related injury, excuse me. Okay
1: coach part of your job is injury prevention um maybe not prevention as in we're the people that stop injuries from happening but we want to reduce the reduce the risk of injury um so that'll be if that comes down to perfect programming if it comes down to guys getting you know therapy and massages and all the other things like i said people don't see um that's important um because like i said your body is what's making you money right now at this point as a, as a professional football player. So if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to play. If you can't play, there's no need for you to be on the team. You know, and guys are not going to keep you around if you can't stay healthy. Some of the best NFL, you know, players that could have been, you know, great players weren't healthy. Um, so it may be been awkward well, in the NFL, it's a, it's a business. And guys understand the next man up. So if you miss a year and somebody comes in and they're better than you and they played you, the team may not have a need for you anymore. So you have to always try to keep your health and your body on point. Um, a lot of soft tissue injuries um, are happening, torn, ham- um, torn pulled hamstrings, torn ACLs. So you just got to put that as a strength coach. You got to know that in the back of your mind that we want to program uh, of course, injuries are going to happen, mm-hmm. but you want to program your 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 program should be
0: tailored to reducing the risk of injuries. Absolutely. Um. Also you know and, and and this is something that I, I think is could be uh, is is really important, and I could be wrong here uh, what about the idea of flexibility you know developing those muscles but elongating those as well and making sure that everybody is you know i, I think uh, uh, one of my coaches put it best to me Is one time is if you take fifteen strides in a forty um, and you develop that flexibility and you're taking ten that's shaving time off that forty For
1: sure yeah so I encourage all the athletes that i've Ever dealt with and that are still dealing with to do yoga. I encourage you know pool work. I encourage you know, like I said, deep tissue massages because that your body takes a toll playing football. It's a contact sport. You're gonna get hit. You're gonna get banged up. Um, but you want to stay. You know, is you want to be. You're looking for longevity. Once you get to the NFL, it's not about you know. You're playing for the love of the game, but you're also playing for you know, I wanna be some people wanna just go to the NFL. Some people just wanna be in the NFL, but well, that's fine, you know, but the guys I train that in mindset, I wanna to get to the NFL and stay there. You know, I'm looking for longevity, um, because at this point it's a job, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're not like I said, flexibility is, is huge. Like I said, I encourage anybody that I've ever dealt with to train to do yoga. Like I said, massages are great. Um pool work, all that type of stuff to just loosen the body up more. Um Dry needling and acupuncture, and all that type of stuff, goes a long way. Um, it makes the guys feel good. And, um, cold tub, all that type of stuff. It just—it's just, it's just a, a, another tool in the toolbox to help your body and help you perform at best
0: mm-hmm. uh, One of my uh, a big play, uh, play uh, excuse me a big player that's a favorite of mine uh, is Terrence Newman. He is a corner for the Vikings and the Bengals and the Cowboys. Um, and uh, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed about him or that really stuck out to me is he. I think he played until like seven, 37 or thirty-eight. I mean, the guy just never stopped playing. And uh, the one thing that really fascinated me was, and what he said was that red wine played a key role uh, in his uh, is playing that long. And now, uh, obviously, not going out and getting drunk and everything. I understand that, but uh, from yeah, from the terms of, uh, I mean, the, how does that not affect uh, you know somebody's diet or, or issues like that? How, I mean, in your experience, uh, what's your take on that?
1: Um, I've actually never heard that before.
0: Oh. Um, but i
1: know um some women do drink weird wine while they're pregnant so um mm. i can see how it gets it i mean if it doesn't affect the pregnant woman i don't see how it will affect the <laughs> football um but at the same time i'm sure it's like i said i'm sure guys are not going out drinking a full bottle of wine or anything like that mm. um just
0: maybe like just you know management um just every now and then you may
1: have a small glass of wine and i'm sure you whatever you take in if you're in a hot city you're probably gonna sweat it out the next day in practice um so maybe (laughs) it may be actually a physical thing but maybe could also be a mental thing you know what i mean i'm not sure i've never heard that before but i definitely want to do more research on it because i've never actually heard that before
0: oh okay um, and then also another thing a question I had here um, you know how can you get like a guy that I think of this when I'm about this next question is Adam Thielen you know a guy that maybe not might not be the most uh, or not look like the most athletically gifted um, but a guy that puts in a ton of work and all of a sudden he's a dude like you like how do you explain that or, or just kind of look at somebody that might not be the most athletically gifted them and then turn them into somebody that everybody's like wow yeah it's just
1: the underdog mentality man so one, one of the, the blessings that I get to work with guys that have a chip on their shoulder already um so it's not really hard to motivate guys who've been overlooked I found out the guys that it's hard to motivate guys are the guys that are already pretty good you know what I mean Mm -hmm. the guys that know hey I'm a good player you know making a lot of money whatever sometimes those are the hardest guys to motivate versus the guy that's undrafted or the guy that, you know, is the third string right now, but they want to work into a starting position. Um, You don't have to motivate those guys necessarily as much from my personal experiences, and everybody has those different experiences, but – just dealing with guys that have that chip on their shoulder already makes my job ten times easier because I don't have to hey say hey man you know you weren't drafted hey man you know you you know you're on the you're on the bottom of the depth chart right now they already have that in their mind that just goes back to the mindset of you know players individually you know the, the guy that was supposed to be a first round pick would maybe slid down to the fourth round because of the forty time mm-hmm. so. Just dealing with, with that on the front end, knowing what and it's it's also fun to kinda of see how far you can push guys as a you know, as a strength and conditioning coach saying, Hey man, you know, you you're not looking as, as fast as you were last year, you're not looking as fluent, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they just you know, they're bringing a rookie in and replace you, you know, just stuff like that. Um, getting guys motivated is fun because you could see how far you can push and it makes them work harder when they know that, hey, man, this guy actually cares about me, and it's all coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, so motivating guys, in my personal experience, hasn't ever been an issue because a lot of the guys I work with already have that chip on their shoulder and they're already
0: self-motivated. Oh, awesome. Um, <clears throat> this next question is going to be kind of, uh, you know, and this will be our last question. I'll let you get on with let the night. Know. um oh, no. Uh, what what is your? This is such a cliche question, but I mean, as an NFL trainer, you're around the game, you're around the players. What's your favorite part about your job? I would
1: say the relationship that you build. Um, so you know, of course, when you're training for an hour and a half
0: or whatever, two hours out the day, you know, it's it's time to work. But when you're not training, and you
1: get to talk with these guys and hang out with these guys and see what these guys actually like, what they don't like, you know, I look at myself as a, like I said, a, a tool in the toolbox. I'm just, as a, I'm just here as an asset to them on their journey as a professional athlete. Um, and it's just the relationship that I've built with, you know, with NFL players and college players, high school, whatever. Um, I'm I'm really, really big on relationships. So I feel like any of the guys that I've ever dealt with or trained or anything will tell you that, they know that I look at them as, you know, brothers. And mm. I, they know I have their best interest at in their heart. Um, I always want to be a, a person they can talk to about sports, about things outside of sports. Um, so anytime they want to talk to me, anytime they need something, they know I'm one phone call away. Um, if there's anything I can do to help them, I will. If I can't help, I will find somebody that can. Um, so I would just definitely say the relationships, and just learning more about people's stories, you know, because, you know, you might not meet a guy until they're already in the NFL, but you don't know the story that they came before they got there, how they had to get there, what obstacles they had to overcome, you know, what they had to go through, how college was for them, how were they in high school. Um, and, you know, of course, most of the guys that get to the NFL, with, with, you know, it's cool to see were high-level high, high school athletes, college athletes. Um, so just – you know, you go from being the man to, you know, being a rookie. So you go from being a rookie to being a vet. So just that transition, that journey that gets them to that point. And I also like to just understand what's, what's, guys, what's their why. You know, what's their reason for waking up every morning, putting their body on the line every Sunday, putting their body on the line, you know, for their team, for their organization. Just what's your why, what motivates you, what wakes you up every morning, what gets you out of bed. Just learning that about players and just, like I said, getting that story and getting that background from them. I just think that all ties into building relationships with them. And I say the relationships, I enjoy that more than actually training them. I enjoy that more than, you know, pushing them every day as far as running or weight training. I enjoy just actually being around them and learning more about them and building a relationship with them than I do anything
0: else. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I really respect that, especially coming from, you know, uh, I mean, from anybody that just because there's football and then there's also relationships too. that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but no, once again, I just want to uh, deep, say, you know, from the bottom of my heart, deeply appreciate you coming on. It, it means more than you absolutely know. Man, I appreciate you for
1: asking me, man. Thank you for giving me a chance to, you know, use my platform, whatever, how big that is, um, to just come on and help. Maybe I help someone. Um, I just appreciate to me it means it means the world to me i thank
0: you for taking the time out man i appreciate it absolutely um it makes you guys uh give him a follow on all social media platforms go ahead on on twitter and instagram that's jay bush uh for coming on the show uh you guys can uh, join us again for the the second part of episode 43 tomorrow night um until then peace out all right so cards on the table uh next week we will be back for episode 44. I know I said second part of episode 43 uh, would be tonight. Turns out uh, Tristan's got some stuff going on, so we're going to pu- pu- push everything till next week. So I uh, appreciate you guys joining us for uh, with Mr. Bush tonight. Uh, but we'll, we'll be joined by Garrett Gronlund and uh, Mr. Ben Conant next week, so I'm excited for that. So make sure you guys tune in and uh, be ready to go. And Until then, peace out.